0: All right, welcome into episode twenty-nine of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Joining me today via Zoom, Mr. Ross Holly. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Bennett. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, are we uh, are, are are we live on this Bennett right now? We well we're just nobody else can see it yet but us so okay um, cool yeah cool. we're gonna
1: cool. coincidentally I just got a text from Jeff Heinrich so I was like can he hear me right now?
0: No yeah he did he texted me too he's like have a great pod so he knew I told him that we linked up and uh, we were gonna record tonight so he was pretty pumped Heck up. Heck yeah man yeah like, so. Yeah, but, what hat are you wearing, Bennett? Uh it's uh nothing fancy is the hat. It's, uh, I like it. Little, I like it. Yeah, it's a little company. Uh I rock a lot of their stuff actually. I don't know. Kind of it's a good little motto, you know, just nothing fancy, just yeah, out here living. Man. I dig it. I what dig about it. you? What do you got on there?
1: Uh just your standard corporate North Face. There you go. You know, hey, yeah. but I, I figured this this hat, I have like one in every color because it fits my head so well. I'm just like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Absolutely. No, I love it.
0: Uh so, yeah, Ross, introduce yourself to everybody listening. Uh, for those that don't know you, uh, probably a few that do, but introduce yourself for me. Well, Bennett, my name is Ross
1: David Hawley. Uh, I reside in McKinney, Texas. Some would call it Dallas. So it's about 30 minutes north of, of Dallas, DFW uh, Metroplex. Um, 42 years old, like, no, yeah. I, I am. I'm 42 years old. No, I, I have a wife, three kids. Uh, Work for a uh, company that you can see I swear this isn't I'm not trying to give promos here. This is our, our backdrop for all the videos that that I'll do for our company but work for an athletic recruiting company here in Dallas. Um, Love sports man being active. Um, Christian. uh, I'm a big fan of cool people and Bennett you're, you're a cool dude so. Uh, that's a little bit about me, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, no, I feel like I already know you real well. Uh, we talked for like 15 minutes the other day, and uh, but listening to you and Jeff talk uh, last couple weeks on his pod was was great stuff, man. And uh, I've, so, for everybody that doesn't know, that's how uh, Ross and I linked up. So again, through the power of sport, uh, Jeff and Ross played together at, at Augie. There were a couple of Augie doggies throwing some baseballs around. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, So what was that? I mean, I give Jeff shit a ton for being old. And obviously, like, you know, (laughs) you're you're into the recruiting stuff now. And it's 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 super interesting from just from when you guys were recruited to when Justin and I were recruited. Right. Like how different that changed. And then from there to here. So what was that like when you were being recruited? Because you also have a twin brother who went and played with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what, Bennett? It was it was. I think the the best way to to sum it up would just be it was fun. I mean, I think every kid that plays sports, I mean, I know you you're probably the same way, but every kid that when you play a sport and you fall in love with the, with the game yeah. and the sport that you play, you can't imagine doing anything else with your life. No. And and I know for me, so you know, going through the recruiting process was it was kind of a, a dream come true, but it was also something that i expected of myself it was something that you know the goals that i set for myself it was it was so much fun it was uh it was nerve-wracking it was uh exciting it was uh it was it was nice when it was over but yeah. you, you you hit it right on the head man i mean that was way back in the in the prehistoric days it, hey before social media right so Like, I don't understand the world we live in now just with the amount of social media. I love social media if if you use it for the right purposes. But, um, you know, I, I, of course, I I think back at what what would it have been if uh, my brother and I, who was recruited, we both recording in progress. uh, But uh, if we would have both got if we both went to the same schools and and I, I always wondered what it would have been like if if we would have had social media, how we would have used it. Um, it's just so different now. I mean, I, I really do believe this. You you can't hide anymore, right. especially with, you know, I mean, you're from Minnesota. I was back, you know, going, I was going through my process. It was, we lived in Colorado Springs and then we moved our senior year of of uh, high school, which was in 98. And that kind of, it's almost like you had to start fresh, you know, right. it's like, where do those kids go? Where do those dudes go? Um, but it was, it was. Nowadays, if you're good and you know how to use social media and you have a presence on social media, you're going to be found uh, for sure uh, or or at least known. You know what I mean? So it was a blast, dude. Recruiting. I mean, it's a dream come true
0: for sure. And I mean, I think like, you know, for me, uh, I just was filling out recruit questionnaires online, like everywhere that I thought, like. I knew what my ACT score was and I knew where my academic standards were. And I was like, okay, uh, above an 18 and over a two five. All right. I'm getting in here.
1: Hey, Hey, as long as you're eligible, you knew it had to be above the two, three, you knew what the, the, the Mendoza line was, yep. uh, you know, and I, and I love, I love talking stuff like this because, um, anytime I talk with college coaches, I always say, you know, they, always, they always make a point of it. Uh, what's the worst player who are the worst players on your team they're like the ones that are ineligible right. the ones that can't play so as long as you're eligible and you, you know how to maintain it you can you can stay uh above that line hey there's 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 more to life than being really good at uh quantum physics i guess for sure
0: uh for sure So and hey I, I got, yeah i go got a question for you then yeah
1: so you got recruited uh you're a big football guy yeah Tell me, I want to hear about what you, you said you, you filled out a bunch, bunch of recruit questionnaires. When you filled the recruit questionnaires out, were you getting a bunch of replies or calls? How did that work for you?
0: Yeah, a little bit. So, um, yeah, I didn't start until my senior year played, you know, some scrub time here and there. And I put together a small highlight tape and I sent that out. And then I went on every like senior day visit I could right in the area. And I, you know, I I knew that I could, and, and I wanted to play. And so, uh, i would i fill out those recruit questionnaires I, like all summer long and then i found out like okay i really was like big sports management that was a big thing i wanted to find schools of sports management so then uh the couple that i got back like uh usf and sioux falls they were still nai yep. at the time so i went to a yep. camp out there um and then dakota wesley and where i ended up going Waldorf in uh City. yep yep and yep. then uh Dakota State uh which is in Madison totally.
1: yep hey you know what my father was the dean of the college of education at at uh at Dakota State really? he probably was there when we he's probably there when you were there
0: that's crazy so, yeah yeah man so yeah those were the four that really reached out uh US uh USF i knew was pretty pretty not likely cuz they were getting ready to make that transition to D2 and they yeah. they had switched back or whatever to D2. Um, and so Dakota Wesleyan was really the big player, though, all along. And I really think <clears throat> it's because their offensive line coach at the time, his grandma, was from Fairmont. And Wow. so he came in, uh, he recruited a couple. There was three of us that were recruited by them. Uh, two of us ended up going out there. But I also, the biggest thing I remember from that whole thing, and I'm big on, like, Life doesn't work out, but it always works out the way it's supposed to, right? Like, if everything went to plan, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Um, And so, but the night before NAI signing day, which was a week before um, NCAAs, the head coach at Waldorf called me and asked where I was thought I was going to be going. And I said, you know, I really think I'm going to go to Dakota Wesleyan. They gave me pretty good scholarship money. And he said, we're getting – two offensive linemen this class he said i would bump you to a full ride if you came here Ooh. and i Ooh. was pumped i was pumped and I, that's like the guidance thing my parents told me dakota wesleyan was here the whole time you said you yeah. wanted to go there you're gonna go there wow. i did right and in who those guys at Waldorf, they were gone the next year. All right. So, you know, wow. stuff, I mean, that's when you don't get recruiting classes in, that's what happens. You, you go away. Dude. And that,
1: wow. What a, so, so your parents basically told you, uh, Hey, they were loyal to you. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's stick with them and, and honor your commitment essentially.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the, I was the only kid on my game day visit at Dakota Wesleyan. I was the only one. Okay. So my parents got the whole po- dog and pony show, right? Like, we were the only people in the world. And when I went to Forest City, there was other kids. And I think that was probably, like, the major factor looking back. Yeah.
1: And, like da- – Dakota Wesleyan, though, in Mitchell. I know i yeah. buddies with uh, their, their basketball coach, and I think the, the volleyball coach there is his wife, too, which – they, okay. we, we went to, uh, Jeff and I went to argue with them, Matt okay. Wilber and, and Lindsey Wilber. So I like, I like Mitchell, South Dakota.
0: Yeah, man. It was uh, it was an experience. I was out there for a year and I got into, you know, got into some trouble and didn't do some things right, but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, no, it, the craziest thing about NAI and that's really when it peaked the recruiting side of life for me was I was in Mitchell, South Dakota which is three hours away from Fairmont. It's not that big of a hall. I get right. there day one. There's a kid I was close with from Pennsylvania. Two came Ooh. from Milton, Florida. Uh, what? We had a quarterback come in from Utah, uh, and then like five or six kids from the same high school in California. What and were I mean, you thinking? dude? I was like, why are you here? Why are you in <laughs> Mitchell, South Dakota? You know, um, like the quarterback, Brennan Flannery, was his name. Um his dad was a pilot for Delta. I remember that, and so Brennan was. He was. I mean, his family flew up. They did like the night they gave us our their, our offer letters. There was Jake Very from uh, Pennsylvania, and then Brennan was there, and I remember that. And I just was like, "How in the hell did Mitch, like Dakota Wesley, find these kids, and why did these kids yeah. come to?" Hey, what, what, what was the answer to that? Is I want to know like how they got there. Dude, that was the that was the best offer they had and wow. their their coaches knew somebody so their high school yep. head coach had a connection with one of the coaches on staff is yep. really what it turned out to be yep. and even then my sister ended up going to Waldorf and when she was at in school there she dated a kid on the football team and he was from Florida and I think he was from Clear Lake, Florida and I was like how did you get to Waldorf and it was the same wow. thing and that's always blown my mind when you look at these small school rosters like it in to me it would just be made up of midwest kids dude
1: if if you if you think about like just think about this if yeah. if you were running one of those programs number one your budget is so limited i don't sure. know how you uh how you can afford and i'm I'm guessing that in that day and age that's still it's uh, not that long ago they were probably making a lot of decisions based on a lot of film right and and mm-hmm. and, and 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 coach opinions but you think about this i'm like man if I let's just say I moved to North Dakota and uh, I, I wanted to go to a, I was a coach at a, at a school there and I could get a pipeline going from like the south. Right. And and, and or out, out west or whatever. I'm not saying that there's not talent up in the Midwest or absolutely is, but you could you could put a juggernaut together there getting the right kids that have never been around those players. uh, You know, that, that, that type of uh, atmosphere, you know what I mean?
0: For sure. And that's, I mean, that's what I saw when we played USF. Uh, A lot of those guys stayed in Sioux Falls and I got hooked up with the amateur football league down the line, but they were all from Florida. Like they would get a bunch of kids from like Miami Dade County that weren't good enough to play down there or at a D one school. Right. And whether they went to or whatever, but they'd all come up, the same bus ride, you know, pocket up to Sioux Falls, and that was um, Kalen DeBoer, who's the head coach hey, at the University yeah. of Washington now. Yeah, and he won three or four in a row at the NAI level there. But that's where they Kalen, were pulling the
1: Kalen, Kalen DeBoer. Man, I, I I just remember. I know, like, I just shot him a message the other day on on Facebook because I, I just was watching a game one late one night, and I'm like, I can't believe he's coaching at Washington now. But right, uh, he yeah. I remember that dude just as a baseball player. Remember he had this big old white bat that he used to use and he just dropped bombs. So I remember KD as this baseball player. And then all of a sudden he's become this football God yeah. from, you know, from South Dakota. So that's a pretty cool story, man.
0: It is. Did you guys, did he, did he, did you guys play against him? Was
1: did Kalen Kalen was at USF? That's right. And what I, again, what I, he, I wanted, I, he was, three or four years older than me so you're talking about an ancient dude you're right uh but but he was just such a gifted athlete and he had a he had an energy or he has an energy about him obviously to be you know a, a pac 12 ceo of a football program yeah. you know you gotta there's gotta be something different but uh i just remember him being a stud and, and play he played at usf we were at augie and i was we just kind of ran in the same circles and then and then the older we got you know, th- th- his friends were my friends kind of deal, yeah, you know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, it's a crazy rise. Um, there's a couple of those guys, you know, like Gus Bradley leaving North Dakota State. Um, it's just cool to watch those guys elevate like that. Um, it, I mean, it's nuts. One of my best friends, he's a linebackers coach at Hamlin University in St. Paul right yep. now.
1: Yep.
0: And talking about a recruiting pipeline, one of Matthew's states is Utah. And last year he got six kids, I think, don't quote me, but I think six kids to come from Utah to uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And that, see, I can
1: see that. Right. I mean, you know, the cities, that's for a nice sure. area. It's good football weather. You know, fall, I mean, it's miserable in the winter, but right. uh, it's good football weather. I, I could see that happening for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing for me – in this whole realm is living here now in the scottsdale the phoenix metro right which has become a recruiting hotbed for everything there is so many talented athletes here right now and to see all the small schools back home offering all these kids down here and then they go play d2 d3 nai ball back in the midwest which is just wild
1: it's 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 that's what I love about college sports, you know. I mean, the smorgasbord and the melting pot that it is. Right. I mean, I could I mean, literally because of baseball, I've I've been in almost every state in this country. Uh, the the types of people I played with, I've played with, I mean, dudes from all over the world, uh, and then just all over the country. And it's so much fun learning their backgrounds uh and and what they're all about. What and and, and everybody is as, as different as everybody is, we're all just kind of the same, you know what I mean?
0: For sure, for sure. It's, it's just crazy to me, and you probably see it, and we'll get into what you're doing now, but I think, you know, especially being a head coach back in Minnesota— I think there's a lot of talented kids that don't get a crack yeah. for whatever reason they get over overstepped. And that's why, you know, I'm excited to hear about what you're doing. Cause I think in some instances, what you're doing is extremely needed. Um, but what's your kind of take on that? Why do you think so many kids get looked over? Cause I have, I have a, you know, a theory, I guess on why that yeah. is. Um, but I'd like to hear your, your perspective of that.
1: That's a really good question. And I think the the first part of this answer, I would say the reason why dudes or you know, student athletes, guys, girls, why they get looked over is I don't think they have an opinion of what they want and that their 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 version in their head of how this is going to go is so murky and vague that when it becomes like, for example, I'll, I'm going to go like let's just say you, hey, I'm going to go play college football. Yeah, definitely. There's no question you're going to go play college football, but where and for who right. and, and what level? And and I think like I know for me, I didn't I, it was the same way. It was like I'm just going to go play in college. Well, there's 1600 schools to choose from, and they're all over the country. So I think the my answer to that is in especially with what I see is The kids that are the most successful in the recruiting process, I don't care if we're talking about, you know, a five star or a a nobody one star or or a no star. The kids that are the kids that have opinions about what they want, they kind of account for their own happiness. They know themselves. They have like they they're saying, hey, I'm going to go to college. Uh, Okay, well, what does that look like? Well, they have the details to fill fill that in. And I think a lot of kids get looked over because they expect something to happen. And then it doesn't happen because there was no planning involved. Sure. And, and and I tell kids all the time, I don't care if you use, you know, a service to, to, I mean, which nowadays they're, they're all over the place and, and they're good and bad. Right. But, but I don't care if you use a service or you're getting advice. If you want to play, be a college athlete, there has got to be a map for you. Yeah. You've got to put a, you've got to put an outline together and say, okay, what level, what schools, what size schools, what part of the country, how far away from home. I had a conversation with a dude yesterday uh, who actually right now is on a, he's a golfer. He's on a recruiting visit to Rochester, very smart kid uh, in Rochester university and in, in division three school in, in new in upstate New York. And uh, I said, Hey, do, do, is it a direct flight? And he goes, yeah. And I, and, and instantly, I just was like, do you know how much better that is going to be to go to a school where you can directly fly, fly from DFW to the, to that city and back. I mean, right. because you, it, it's, it's things like that though. So long story short, the details matter, start forming opinions about what's going to make you happy. I mean, just because you can play division one, does, should you play division one? Right. Is that right for you? Um, you know, do you want to be by your family? Things like that, but man, start to map those details out. You know, you've you got to be intentional. I mean, just with life in general, I mean, if you don't have goals and you don't you don't have, kind of have an idea of what you're aiming for, I mean, what do they say? You don't you you'll hit it every time, right? Which right. is nothing. Right? You got to have you got to have some 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 sort of direction, in my opinion, if you want to have success in this process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean I know that there's probably people that are turning this off right now because they don't give a damn about recruiting, but it is the most exciting thing in the world to me, and it is the most it is so interesting how. Not only like place to place handles recruiting, but like sport to sport, right? Like when I was growing up, dude, if you went and played junior college football or junior college anything, that meant you were stupid, right? That's why you went to play Juco. And now I know a ton of kids that are going to these powerhouse, especially in baseball, Juco's, Mm -hmm. and then they're bouncing somewhere huge for a year or two, and then they're out. For instance, there's two kids just within the last couple years from the Fairmont area. Both went to NIAC in Mason City, northern yep. Iowa. Luke yep. Becker, he's from Fairmont. Then he bounced, went to Kentucky, was a ninth-round draft pick by the Padres. Ooh. And then Brandon Williamson from Sherburn, just outside of Fairmont, he bounced, went to TCU. He was a second-round draft pick by the Reds, and now he's up in Triple A, Or he was Mariners, now he's up in Triple A for the Reds. But like, See, and, and
1: that's what I love hearing is is uh, because it, there it's a it's a different path for everybody and for every sport and and if 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 I'm telling a kid you know talk just junior college for example if if you're not if you're not fully developed why why. You know, why try to go find the perfect school? It's it's almost kind of like a purgatory stage. Yeah, uh, junior colleges. You know, it's it's for the guys that maybe aren't academically perfect or maybe physically they're not ready yet. But it gives you that more time to develop. Uh, and and there, dude, there's some really good junior colleges. I know down here, uh, especially, but you know, in the Midwest, there are so many good junior colleges. They they go out and beat you know some Division one schools. They go out and beat some Division two for sure. I mean, right. it, they're talented. It's just a matter of what do you want to accomplish by going to the junior college.
0: For sure. What's your what's your take on that whole junior college scene? Because I know it's it's changed a lot. In the recent years, I know junior college football is really drying up. And then, like, in yeah. other sports like baseball, like, it's it's almost like the push. Like you said, I just think, one, I mean, you played with guys. There's a lot of guys that are like Jeff Heinrich, right, that they come from a small town and yeah. they have no coaching. Jeff says himself he could throw a million miles an hour, but he had no clue what he was doing, right? Yeah. And then you go to yeah. those good JUCOs, and then you learn how to play that game. And then yep. more, I mean I don't know a lot of kids that go on from JUCOs that don't you, you, aren't you going know to play.
1: You're right, Bennett, and 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 I'll say I'll take it a step further. I'll say if you're going to a JUCO and you're contributing, you're you, on that junior college team. You're going to a four year school. So you know my take on it is I am a hundred percent supportive of junior college uh, sports yeah. athletics. I think it serves so many purposes. I mean, you're sometimes you're just not ready academically, you're not ready physically, and I think it serves its purpose of preparation uh for for whatever level you're supposed to get to. Uh you know, and and uh I, if if I mean if my son were going through the process and I just felt like he wasn't, you know, ready, you bet you absolutely bet that I would uh, have no problem sending him to a junior college now. I will say this about some junior colleges. Uh, dude, it's a wild, wild west sometimes, sure. and you got to be careful. You got to be careful with where they go because uh, you might get into, you know, to the middle of, you know, BFE, you know, Kansas or Oklahoma or something, and you end up in a town with nothing to do but get in trouble. Right. Uh, you know, so in but but junior college, it serves like, and I'll just speak, especially for baseball, the per, the, the the number of innings you get, the reps you get the practice, the the amount of time you put into your craft. That's why it's such a, if, if you use it the right way, junior college is a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, um, But that's like with anything else, I, I suppose.
0: For sure. So I'm sure we'll bring this whole thing full circle, but I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing now and how you got there and, and how you came up with this. So what is Placed?
1: So so Placed, uh, you see it in my in the background, Placed <laughs> Athletic Recruiting, what we do is, we're a free athletic recruiting website service for high school student athletes of all sports. And, and I'll be, you know, we we, t- we deal with a ton of baseball players just because of our backgrounds, uh, the guys that I work with. Um, but what we do is we've come up with uh, on our website, we on our, w- within our software, we've come up with software that that it does three things. Really, you, you build your resume and then we'll take the contents of the player's resume. And this is all done automatically through the software. And we'll tell you on a scale of 0 to 5 stars how well you match with any school in the country at any given time based on the contents of your resume so one we're giving a uh, you know we're providing a, a a resume for the student athlete to you know distribute uh disseminate to all this you know coaches out there two we're telling them here's the database of schools here's how well you match with these schools here's the here are the schools that you should be pursuing um, and then we give them the the third piece is we give them a communication platform that uh, lets them efficiently and effectively run the recruiting process on their own. and and I'll say this you, to the question you asked earlier, um, most most kids, most student athletes, they don't know what to do, when to start, how it works, what they should say. They don't realize how much control they have in the recruiting process. I mean, yeah. I always say, you know, whenever I'm using uh, comparisons to, to, you know, with recruiting, it's it's like the job search process. I mean, you get your resume together, you figure out where you can go get a job and then you go do whatever it takes to get to the interview. Right. I mean, that's the same thing with college recruiting. I mean, as a as a 30 year old now, knowing what you know now about life. Right. Hey, you wanted to interview me. Yeah. We wanted to get hooked up. You yeah. made it happen. Right. Simple as that. Right. Right. It, it's the same thing with recruiting. Uh, it's it's obviously it's a little bit harder if you're trying to get a hold of Dabo at at, at Clemson, yeah. but uh, but the same fundamentals apply, and that's what I think is so cool is what we do is we encourage the student athletes to be proactive and work that process on their own, um, and 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 just make sure that they're getting the right information. Where are you? What it, make sure you're you have a you have a you're qualified to where you're uh, essentially applying and. You're barking up the right trees. Right. And 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 then at that point it's just a numbers game. Uh it's it's and then it's figuring out what's the best fit for you, which which to me is the best. It's the most fun part of the of the recruiting process. Is hey, a kid in Fairmont, Minnesota goes and plays baseball uh, you know, in in Florida or right. North uh New York or wherever it is, you know? It, it's uh it's a big world out there. It is a big world.
0: And what's uh so what goes into that profile a little bit or that resume? And then what are some of the things that you tailor outside of like academics? I mean, I'm assuming that you guys are kind of linked up with these colleges as well. So you know what they might be looking for at any given time also.
1: Well, for us, it's all information. So we're, we're able to I'll just break it down very simply. What we've done is we've 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 scored every college in the country based on the on their sport. Uh, Every sport is different, and we categorize the schools. Okay, based on our expertise uh, and and information on the school, then we'll say, okay, that school is in the top echelon. Okay, Uh, like take a power five. Now, what does it take? if this is what this is uh the, the the one of the top schools what does it take to play at that school for example um if it's a power 5 you know let's just say it's TCU you mentioned TCU um what does it take to pitch at TCU well dang dude you got to your it's number one thing is going to be your fastball velocity right uh and then and then uh height matters size matters your makeup matters uh but the things that that we uh, consider when we're grading the student athletes uh it's it's the metrics like we'll say how tall is the kid um what's his arm like is he righty is he lefty uh what are some of his uh what are some of his tangible stats sp- uh position specific that matter and then we'll put those in a group and we'll say all right for a right-handed pitcher this is how we grade him based on these stats and these metrics uh he scored a What out of 15? Well, if he scored, you know, to get to TCU, you got to be like a 15. Right. Right. So and then we just break it down. So we say here are the schools and and make no mistake about it. I mean, going playing in college is an honor. I don't care if it's a junior college, if it's a division three, division two, division one. It's an honor. So but obviously there's a there's a pecking order. Right. Right. And it's it's the 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 kids that should be at TCU, the TCUs of the world they usually end up at the TCUs of the world. And they're the ones that are, it's it's obvious to everyone. Our service is in our website, and we've been in business for 10 years. Do we deal with a ton, a ton of five-star recruits? Probably not, uh, but but the kids that are the, the the fringe guys, you know, fringe, he could be a, you know, division two, division one type guy, or hey, he's not quite ready for the division two level. Um. The, the, the algorithms are are pretty stinking accurate. And I think the most important thing is, is we don't discriminate the, we, we take the athlete for who they are and we don't have any skin in the game. We're telling them based on what they've told us and what they've input into the system, we're telling them where they belong from a division perspective and from a uh from a school perspective you know they can pick their filters hey i want to be in the southwest or i want to be uh, i don't want to spend more than this for my my college budget you know stuff like that but um it's 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 essentially just giving kids the right resources and putting them in the right direction and if 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 you have the right information if you if you if you the you know the accurate information on the coaches and you have the know-how it's a pretty simple process, Bennett.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty incredible. And I've dealt with some, uh, before, uh, like NSIC, you know, is, is one. And I, I, have never seen a, a good free one, I guess. Right. Um, so that's, that's pretty sweet, uh, yep. that you guys are rocking it and you're free. Right. I think there's a yep, ton free. of them out there that costs money and that's yep. the biggest thing. And I think that's kind of like back to my point earlier, where I have a theory, like, I would have kids all the time be like, well, my mom wants to spend $5,000 on a recruiting service. I'm like, okay, that's great. But if I'm worth my weight and shit as your head coach, they're going to come see you. Right. Like yep. I, I, yep. He, every coach has a job to do too. Right. So, well,
1: and, and, and I, I always, I, I put so much ownership on the student athlete because yep. I'm like, um, if, if you're doing the right things, and you're, let's just say, I'm getting good grades. Yep. I'm physically improving year after year. I have the metrics and the measurables to be noticed. Why would you not take an extra step by sending an email or making a phone call or connecting? All that, all that information is public information anyway, right? Right. Uh, you know their email addresses, their office phone numbers. Um, but it's it's a matter of how bad do you want it? And and the in the kids that the kids that are proactive and that they it's in their blood. They have to do it. I mean, it's just a blast watching those kids go fulfill their dreams because they put in a little extra work. I mean, if I wanted to go to the, you know, I've been trying to lose weight. Uh, uh, I lost about 10 pounds recently. And I'm like, nice, dude. Uh, Hey, you, ha- you have to, you have to follow some sort of a plan, right? It's kind of the same way with, with recruiting. I just, I'm a big believer in following a process to get results.
0: Yeah. And so when you guys, I think I know why, um just hearing your story but how did you how did this whole thing come up and how did you guys dream up place and who who's all part of it you talked about you got a little team together so who's all part of it so
1: so so our owner um let's all go all the way back to 2013 is when is essentially when we started and i was coaching baseball at the time down here in dallas private school doing instruction and all that stuff and it's this is amazing this is an amazing city to to be a coach in because Especially private schools. I mean, you can you, earn, you can make a nice living doing it. But yeah. I was coaching baseball and uh, doing you know doing instruction. And one of the kids that I worked with, uh, his dad came to me and said, "Hey Ross, I've been I'm thinking about this starting a company, uh, and and this is what I'm wanting to accomplish." And he's like, "I want you to run it." And back then, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm me. You, are you kidding? And, and I originally I said, no. And, uh, and I talked it over with my dad a few times and and he said, you know what, it, it, the worst case scenario, you know, it's, it's, it, you, it's just time for your life that you're learning business. Right. Cause I didn't, I have no idea what, how to do anything and uh, other than coach baseball <laughs> and uh, and Ten years later, I mean, here we are. So a uh, guy that uh, that runs it with me, his name is Pat Leach. We have a few other people uh, nationwide that will help us with certain things, you know, contract type people. Um, but really, it's it's Pat and I. Um, we have a social media guy who actually uh, is is uh, is an, a former Augie player just just recently graduated. He was part of their uh, national championship team. Nice. But uh, his name is JT. But um it's a small group, and that's what I love about our company. Our overhead is—we we all work from home. Uh, our overhead is 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 nothing, um, and the number of people that we affect and we impact—it's—it's uh, it's insane. Um, so, uh, that's it, it's it's been ten years of just going out and um, banging away and trying to you know educate people to how this stuff works and um, networking and creating and evolving, right? Because right. it didn't it, it didn't certainly didn't go the way we thought it would go. Um, but we've had to pivot here and there and, uh, it's been a blast, man.
0: For sure. And how much of your, your experiences led you to be like, yeah, I'm kind of all in on this thing and it really got you to like turn and burn on it. Yeah. That's,
1: that's a good question. Uh, I think I hit about year one with Fred. Fred, uh, is my, my, uh, the owner's name and I didn't really have my identity within, the company yet. I didn't really understand what my title meant, and like what I had to do. And I, after about a year, I started just seeing the possibilities. And I started like, you know, he, he was Fred was so gracious, and he's still to the day, it's unbelievable, the the autonomy he lets us work with and, uh, and you just start kind of craving that business side of it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, if we try this and we do this, what what are we trying to accomplish? I mean, we always know what our, our number one mission was was to impact young lives and, and help them get to the next level. And when I originally said no, it was because I didn't want to work for a recruiting service. Right. Because I was like, eh, recruiting service. It just I sound dirty saying it. Yeah. And then and then and then and I when I when when I asked my buddy Pat uh who I coached with to 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 come on board he said the same thing cuz he's a former college coach he's like I, I wouldn't I don't want to do that because it had such a bad bad stigma 10 years ago and now it's 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 front and center but but you know we the 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 the, the drive to want to make something work and do it the right way and Impact and affect as many young lives as we can. In my opinion, I, I I can't believe that I say this because I loved playing the game of baseball. Dude, coaching it and helping kids with it is so much more rewarding than playing was by and far. I, can't
0: believe,
1: I mean, do you agree with that?
0: Hundred percent. There's oh. nothing better.
1: And and it's like that. That is just. I, I I swear I've heard I heard coaches not all of them, but I've heard coaches before say it's, it's better to coach. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? I'd much rather be pitching in front of 5,000 people, you know, chanting my name that I suck and everything (laughs) than just coaching it. And, and sure enough, I'm like, I look back at it and the relationships, the people that you met, the, the, the people that I've met, the people that I've been around um, the ideas they have, the, the, the influence they have, the, I mean, the fact that a man trusted me, to run his company when I didn't know what I was doing because of baseball. And he saw, you know, me, you know, day in and day out. Uh, It just, it's, it's a, I I feel lucky to do it. And, 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 and I think, you know, the, for all the coaches out there, always remember that, man. I mean, if you put those kids, if you put the kids first and you just get out of the way and, and you, and you let them do their thing, encourage and support and 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 show discipline there's just nothing more rewarding than watching them figure it out for sure you know
0: absolutely Mm. i couldn't agree with that more Uh, that's a message i wish more people heard um because both ways i think you've probably seen some bad coaches too and so like you know the second part of your message like just get out of the way and let them do their thing and it's just uh it's a thing man I miss it like crazy and I'm I'm lucky to be in a spot where there's 80 high schools and I know I'll link back up and just be able to give back that little bit of, of, you know, and I know everybody's different, but I love the game of football, you know, almost more than anything. And it's given me so much. And just like with you, with baseball, you know, you listen to this podcast, 90% of these pods happen because of somebody I played with or whatever, I was able to link through them. Right. And now, yeah. I mean, the same thing, if I don't play football, I'm probably not close with Justin. I'm not close with Justin. You know, don't know Jeff, and then you and I aren't talking. So, I what, what? What? Tell me. Tell me
1: when. As as a thirty year old man, just sitting there, and at this stage in your life, yeah. Tell me what. What were the most important lessons you learned by playing uh, sports?
0: Uh, I, number one is put your head down at work. I think of that all the time, Um, especially um, especially the game of football, because you have to it's I have some of my best friends played baseball and I, and I, I just equate everything in life to football. But for me, if I don't do my job, the wheel doesn't run. Right. So that's, I knew that in the game of football and you just have to put your head down and work and you have to trust everybody else. And it's the ultimate team game. And so I think like that, especially now in an adult setting, right in work. All right. You know, people ask you to do something, you be a team player, you do it, whatever, but then you can still go about your task and you do your job and focus on your job and know that you're greasing the the wheel to keep it going. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I think, accountability right it kind of falls under the same thing yeah. but knowing that the you know almighty watchful eye is always on you and yep. there's things outside of the game that you screw up you let the team down that kind of stuff um i would say those are the the biggest things uh that especially uh, that i learned as a player uh, as a coach uh man it would be patience i learned wow. so much patience yes, As a coach, um, I talked about it on Jeff's pod. Um, You know, it's a story I like to tell because it it really, it's helped me grow. uh, For, we lost 21 straight games at one point while I was the head football coach. And that was tough. There was nights we got the brakes beat off us. And there was nights Mm -hmm. we lost by a score and it was tough and then one night it just all came together and we were running out the clock and we're in this special package and we had a bad snap it went over we we're kind of in like this wildcat thing it went over my running back's head and I was like oh here we go again you know we were up two and thank god he picked the ball up he found a wide out just whipped it downfield kid was smart enough kale just catches the ball looks at the first down marker takes a slide right after it ball game game over right such a euphoric feeling uh, Gosh,
1: that's a good word right there
0: yeah and it was like, it is it is, it it, is. It, and the at the time you know going through that there's a lot of self-doubt right and I oh. I loved the game. And I was like, man, maybe I'm not the person I thought I was or whatever. But then to get through that and to see that joy on all those kids after one game. And it was like, that's that's what it was about, was just keep working. Like, we were bought in. Hey, we're going to get one. We're going to get one. And that yeah. night that it stopped. And that whole season, that was a special year. You know, week one, we played a the back-to-back state champs at home we had them at home
1: who, who was the who what 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 town was that it was
0: spring grove minnesota
1: Spring grove yep
0: and so we had them at home we started uh okay one of our best players was ineligible that game that sucked he fell to college class as a junior uh no as a sophomore so the first game of his junior year he was out uh that was tough and uh so we battled all night. It came down. We went, we scored with 12 seconds left to go down by two. We went for two. We didn't get it. But to just be in that spot on that losing streak battle with those guys, right? And then fast forward, we get that first win. Then the next week, we go on the road. We haven't won on the road in like three years. It's been a while. We go on the road. We're playing a team. We played down pretty heavily. We played down. We ended up mm-hmm. winning the game 21 to like six. And. At the, at the end of the game, the guys were all jumping up and down on the middle of the field, like, uh, you know, celebrating. And I lost my shit. And <laughs> I, I got on them. And I'm like, you know, if we want to be who we want to be, we, yes, we, just win, we just win a game and then we just go on.
1: Yes, sir. And then we
0: got to the locker room and one of the kids was like, it felt like we didn't even win. And that's when I was like, man, I took that joy away from Ow. that kid. And that's that's that was like the patience click, right? that could have waited till monday we could have yeah. enjoyed it that that friday yeah. night monday film session get on them right everybody's calmed down and then you know that same year we won our first playoff game on the road in 20 years hey, as a program dude. so like there was a lot of like check marks boom 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 but it was just you know you had to be patient for those things that didn't come yeah. right now so uh and then then the next year was covid and uh, life happened. Yeah. We still had fun and we, you know, we fought our tails off in a playoff game on the road and beat our rivals, but you know, we only played four games and it was tough, but yeah, man, for sure. Patience, uh, you know, working hard, uh, all those things. Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of the common sports answers, but yeah, I think it's definitely just the things I'm thankful for as well. What about well, for you? See,
1: well, and see, I, am like, it's, it's so nice to, it's refreshing to hear that. And I and I say this with just because there's obviously an age gap here, but like to me, I get this feel that you're an old school dude, and that's what resonates with me about you. Is like it matters that you do things the right way. Yeah. And I'll say this, man, we, when you say patience, you 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 get to a point kind of where you worry about. Um, you worry about the generations behind you because you're like, is it going to be the same? Do they care about the same things? And if we're not passing that down, who's doing that, right. you know, but you know, for, for me, the, the, the number one thing that I'm, I'm learning in, in, in all of my coaching experience, even whether it's, whether it's coaching my son's, you know, little league team, um, it is all about relationships Yeah, and, treating people the right way and because i've i've screwed plenty i've screwed up things more times than i'd like to count yeah and the older i get the the more experience i say i get the more i realize that um it's not about the sport it's not about the outcome it's it's about the work that you put in Mm -hmm. and it's about the bonds in the the moments that you're creating with those, those kids and th- these people that you're with, you know, one of my biggest regrets um, when I, my second year in professional baseball, I quit baseball. I just, I literally, I I was mentally done. And I was like, I, I, I can't figure this crap out. And people were always like, man, you, 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 uh, you know, I threw gas and, and, and I had good stuff. I mean, I, I, I got my shot professionally and, they asked, what was your biggest regret? Not making millions of dollars or not being famous and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, it's it it really truly is the 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 relationships that I threw away before they even started. Yeah. Like the the guys that I could have uh, you know studied under the, the 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 relationships that I could have created because I, I look back at this now and and I say I you just never know uh what the relationship is going to, what you're going to bring for someone or what they're going to bring for you. And I mean, I, I'm excited to talk to you just cause I'm like, I'm excited to see where this goes past, you know, a, a podcast because now, Hey, you're we're buddies. Right. Like, you know, that that's, 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 that's a valuable it's so valuable to treat people the right way. It's so, and, and I, I didn't never get that then it, it took me so long to get that man, because I, 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 uh, I was selfish and, and I don't think I was intentionally selfish. Um, but you just don't realize how important relationships are. And when you, when you put everything in the dust settles, I, it really is. That's all we have. It's, it's, it's how do you treat people? Um, you know, are you giving more than you're receiving? Like, are you, are you, are you serving others? Uh, And, and I think if you can, if you can say yes, Hey man, I'm giving everything I have to these, to, 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 to this, my job, to my relationship with my, you know, my wife or my girlfriend, whatever it is uh, to my kids. If you're giving everything you have, when you go to bed at night, it feels good for sure. And, 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 and there are things when you look back, which we all you know make mistakes and we all learn and grow. But I look back at that and I'm like, man, I didn't get that relationship, what I should have gave it. And and I'm more aware of that now than ever, which by the grace of God, I finally understand that to, to a higher degree than I did.
0: Yeah, no, that's an incredible point. And I've always been thankful for my relationships. And I think you nailed it on the head. That's the one thing that I always try to do is I, I always try to treat everybody with the utmost respect. I also, I move on probably quicker than I should from people when I don't feel like that's being reciprocated. I'm real big. I'm yeah. like, that's, I'm just going to surround myself with the best people. And if I don't think you fit that profile, then I'm just going to kind of move on. And, you, man. Uh, you know, it, especially living in a major, major Metro, much like yourself, One thing I go to the grocery store and I see people just leave their carts and that just like boils my blood. But then I also know. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. he's been here a couple of times. That's good stuff. But I just like, you know, that those people go home and their life is miserable. Isn't that the truth? Wow. Just think about what you
1: just said by not putting a cart up, by not doing it the right way. You, I guarantee you, they're 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 miserable for sure. And because you're skipping out on something so basic, right, dude? That is that's that's like that's pretty profound, right there. It is, and no, it, you're not, you probably weren't trying to be, but cartnarks. That's a that's a really deep statement, right there. It,
0: and it is, and that's it's just the simplest things is how you can tell the character of somebody.
1: It, this, you it, you you man, you are right on that. And and uh, I remember hearing somebody tell me once how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. And,
1: and, and when you start analyzing that, you're kind of like, Whoa, Whoa, that, but Hey, I'm good over here, but maybe I do not. Over, no, man, it can't be that way. Right. It's, it's, it's gotta be, and I'm not going to get all, uh, uh, you know, religious here, but man, that's something that my faith has taught me is you you can't pick and choose you can't pick and choose and i'm still learning i'm still learning For but sure. you can't pick and choose uh all right i'm gonna accept jesus today and i'll let it i'll be i'll walk with him today and then tomorrow now that's something i still struggle with and i think all christians do but uh but that's life in general it's right. it's it's uh how you do anything is how you do everything and when you start kind of analyzing yourself on that oof that's that hits that hits hard sometimes
0: it does and i think and i think that's probably also another thing you know now that we're talking and think about it that athletics taught me is um you know you're getting analyzed every day right is you're getting you you know your coaches when you're especially when you're playing and then peers as you move on whatever but you got to do that to yourself and and that's i think that's the difference in successful people and unsuccessful people and you talked about it at the beginning when you were talking about just that kid recruiting the kids that you have that fill out all their shit and they send it off and they're, they're proactive on it. Yep. I guarantee those are the kids that land at spots and the kids they're, they're just- going to end up
1: being, and they're going to end up being the CEOs. They're going right. to run the company and they're going to be, you, it is so Bennett. It is so easy to see, dude. It is For so sure. easy to see the kids, the, the guys, the, the the guys, the girls that know what they want. And I'm not saying you have to know exactly what you want but you do things with respect for everybody else and you respect the situation, you respect the scenario. Uh, it's so easy to see. You're like, this guy's going to run Apple someday. Right. You know, this guy's going to be a quarterback in the NFL someday. It's just, it is just easy to see.
0: Right. And I mean, you know, one of my favorites is, uh, you know, show me the people you surround yourself with. I'll show you how you'll turn out. Right. Kind of. That's right. And, uh, you know, I bet you could look back, there's probably kids that you've coached or you've played with that maybe had like all the talent in the world, but they didn't really work hard and you probably, somebody probably popped into your head right now and you're probably thinking about that kid and he's probably not up to much right
1: now. Nope, You're right.
0: And that is so wild because anybody, if you're listening to this and you played any kind of athletics or in life in general, or you remember that guy you worked with on the night shift at IV, that guy, you know, they're probably still doing that same shit.
1: That's right. And And, you know what? You know what? Like it doesn't, if, if, if it doesn't matter to you, if, if you can't fool people, you can't fool, you might be able to fool people, but you, you cannot fool yourself. No. And if you can be, if you said something about self-awareness, if you are honest with yourself and man, sometimes that's really hard, but if you're honest with yourself, you can't fool yourself. And if you allow yourself to be fooled by yourself. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Yep. Good luck. Because that is a that that to me, because I've been there. It's it's like that's a life of exhaustion. That's a life of like double sided. For you know, sure. Uh, no identity. Uh, it, it is you. Who are you trying to fool? Like and for what purpose? And if you're trying to fool yourself, man, that is a that is a lonely, desperate road to go down. And, and I oh, man, I would my my biggest thing is is. Just trying to treat people the right way right and it's not going to happen it's not always going to be uh, my 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 buddy pat that i work with he always says do the right thing do the right thing do the right thing uh i uh, do the next right thing uh, i was once at a bible study with this guy this guy who has passed away in, in dfw his name was steve Ferrar, and he defined leadership as uh doing making the next right decision and don't don't allow yourself to be fooled by your crap right if it's crap it's crap right right uh but dang if you can be true and honest with yourself and no matter where you're at man you got a chance you got a chance to be successful
0: for sure and i think you know obviously this whole podcast our hour here has been around the sports and my sophomore year of high school our head coach that was his first year matt mahoney and i still still very close with him, text him every game day, you know, Hey, good luck, whatever. And he, our sophomore year, we were terrible we lost the game 72 to 12. That's probably the Ooh. worst game in Fairmont football history, right? Like there's pretty proud <laughs> Who did you guys play. West Central out of out, just outside of Sioux Falls in Hartford. In that, uh, out, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Hartford, Hartford, South Dakota. Yep. So yep. and they were ranked nationally at the time. They had okay. won like 65 straight games. They Dang. came through and made light work of us as well. But yeah. I remember like there was some tough times and there wasn't a lot of good senior leadership on that squad. And I remember it was before the homecoming game. We had this whole thing go on. And uh, you could look it up, and those guys are paid for their sins. But some guys on the football team in the summer, they had dropped a bowling ball off a bridge uh, over oh, I-90. No. right? And oh, no. like I said, they've paid for their sins. They were dumb high school kids. I'd never judge them for making that mistake. Yeah. yeah. But they all got picked up the night before a homecoming game. And we were playing St. James, who wasn't very good. But I'll never forget, Mahoney read us this thing that he carried in his pocket. And his grandpa was a legendary coach in Minnesota. The field's named after him, all that stuff. And he said his grandpa gave it to him. And it's called The Man in the Glass. And it's a poem. You can look it up if you've heard of it. But long story short, it comes down to the only person you have to answer to at the end of the day is the man in the glass and Mm. obviously the mirror right so when at the end of the day the only opinion that matters is the one that's looking back at you and you'll know if you did the right or wrong thing and for that to be told to at that time 15 year old me and here we are coming up on 16 years later to still (laughs) stick with me those Uh those are the little things along the way that i am thankful for of sport Right. You, you know
1: what? You, and you see, I like how all this stuff just weaves and goes because I'm. Not, you said you 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 kind of the the, the poem or uh, here, I got something for you. And this is something that always stuck with me. Listen to this. And I know this is probably common, but I don't know if you've heard it. A, a wise old owl lived in an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke, the less he spoke, the more he heard. Now, wasn't he a wise old bird? And the moral of the story is listen to be heard think about that like that that i'm a talker man yeah and and and, and but i think where where you start starting you start making a really good positive um you positively impact others by just being present and listening and you learn a wise old al lived in a oak. the more he saw the more he lived the more he saw the less he spoke the less he spoke the more he heard now, wasn't he a wise old bird? Like that to me, that's, that's his, that's his, that's his, um, as simple as it gets. Yeah. Uh, but I had somebody tell me that a long time ago, and I'm like, the, 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 sometimes the best thing to do is just shut up and learn, just listen
0: for sure. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, uh, Russ, I apologize, but we, we've already hit an hour. And All right, man. Smoke through this. No, no, no. But we, um, I want to line this up again because yeah, dude. I feel like we're having a good conversation. I feel like there's Heck a lot yeah. of things the world All needs to touch on, but real quick, before we I'll let you go, one thing that I like to do, and I know you're coaching youth baseball right now, right? Or you guys are just, uh, you know up. what
1: I, I, I'm coaching you at my, my son's youth baseball team. That's correct.
0: Yeah. So there's a big stigma that I, that like, if I could personally cancel one thing, it's like them assholes around youth sports. Yeah. All right. And you, what, what do you think we can do to get rid of that? Because I think I look back and I was fortunate enough to have good youth sport coaches to keep me in sports. Right. And I see a lot of kids that that's the end of their road because somebody is trying to live out their NFL coaching dream on a that's third right. grade football yep. team. Right. Yep. So what do you think? I mean, if we had the answer, we wouldn't be here cause we'd be millionaires. But where do you think where do you think's a good place to start with ending that stigma and and how do we start that conversation with people?
1: You know what? I want to say some some something simple like self awareness for parents. But here's here's where I'm going to go with this. As it because I just recently dealt with some stuff and 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 I know my intentions are right with the kids. I know that I'm not the one that needs to be checked. But I'll say it like this as it relates to the sport know what you're playing the sport for are you playing it for fun or are you playing it for development and growth yeah are you playing it for fun or development and growth if you're playing it for uh, development it's different uh if i'm going development and growth there's a difference. You got to be. There's. There's going to be a difference. There's a different expectation in how you're going to be coached. Yep. And and if I could, if I could, if I could tell parents anything right now, I, if if I was, if I could redo a a a, a meeting with parents uh, from my beginning of the years, and I I was, I thought I was very clear. Apparently I wasn't. <laughs> um, with with one or two. But it's we're going to like this is going to be about development. Yeah. Okay. This is where I, and, 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 and it's going to be fair. All the kids are going to get their chances. Uh, they're seven. Yeah. And we don't know who's going to play, you know, uh, and everybody had to have this stigma that right field is the worst. And I get it. I understand all that, but what are your purposes for playing? And, and I'd ask the parents, what are your purposes for playing? If it's for fun and for your kids to get enjoyment out of, uh, be, socializing and getting them uh, used to 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 the, to the team atmosphere, great. Have that expectation when you go watch the game. Yeah. Uh, if 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 you want growth and development, and you want you know th- them to progress through the year, figure out who you need to be around. Then and then when you get around, like, what are their intentions? Is it uh, does do the coaches want to grow them? Do they want to develop them? But as parents. Check your intentions of what you want out of the, out of your kids' season, football, basketball. And, and then whatever you decide, is this just going to be fun or, hey, we're going to start taking this a little bit more seriously? If you take it a little bit more seriously than just fun, then you need to be a parent that understands there's a different expectation on this side than there is on this side, if that makes
0: sense. No, absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And it comes back. I think we just brought the whole episode full circle is having it mapped out. What do you want, right? I mean, what do you want for right. yourself, for your kids, whatever, and then that's just right. be supportive, I think. I mean, that's the thing for me. But I have a ton more, man, that I wanted to ask you, and I can't tell you how many times I feel like I do this, and I just got to keep pulling stuff out of people. But I appreciate your time so much. Your time's your most valuable asset, and uh, – We'll talk after this, but I I hope we can link up again because I think I think we got a lot more things to say and put out there for the world. But
1: hey, Bennett, you are a good dude, man, and like I said earlier, we're we're buddies now. Yes. Hey, and it's cool, I'm excited. I'm excited. I have followed your uh, your spot the 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 podcast and then and I looked you looked you up on Insta. You got great things going, man. Good for you. Keep doing it. I love the hats. You're good-looking, handsome fella. Keep slaying out there in Scottsdale, and and let's talk whenever you want, man. Uh, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's you know offline, I'm good for whatever, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate all that, Ross. Uh, keep keep doing good things there. Uh, we will definitely talk here soon, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. That's only green the way you bought it Mm Mmm That's only green the way you bought it